You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday. Presented, of course, by BetMGM. We'll get to our play sides picks for tonight's game for the 49ers and the Rams. Big NFC West game coming up. And we'll get some college football in a little bit. But right now, we go out to the guest line. Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus joining us right now to talk all things week four. Look ahead here to Monday Night Football. Brad, curious where you lie on this, because just organically about 40 minutes ago, we decided the only team in the NFL that has covered all four weeks is the Falcons. We are officially now a Falcons show. They beat the Browns yesterday. They are 2-2, two and 4-0 two, against the spread. What do you think about this Atlanta team, um, kind of what their ceiling is, what you've seen through four weeks? Because I think they're better than the perception when their win total was 4.5 before the season. Yeah, there's no question about it. I think head coach Arthur Smith gets a lot out of his talent, except for Kyle Pitts, apparently. But no, all, all jokes aside, um, you know, I, I think he's done very well. They've, they're leading the NFL right now in yards before contact per carry. So their offensive line and him with his scheme, creating a ton of room for Cordell Patterson, for Tyler Algier, their rookie who had a good game last night. They have zero drops. The only team in the NFL so far with zero drops on passes. They just, they've been efficient and played sound football. All right, let's go uh, to the Detroit Lions. A big story, certainly among betters, among every, every NFL observer, is all these Lions injuries. Okay, their most impactful players on offense are going to be out. Amon Ross St. Brown. They're missing Chark as well. And then Swift, one of the best backs in the game. They scored 45 points. They didn't fight. They did Lions things. They scored a lot, and they gave up a lot. The problem is they're giving up 35 points per game. They're scoring a ton, but they have a 1-3 and three record in a very weak division. Do the Lions need to do something here? Do they need to move on from Aaron Glenn, send some kind of a message, put that defense on notice? It's embarrassing. I, I, I would never consider a Lions under. I don't think it's going to happen this year, no matter how high the numbers get. Yeah, they've, they've uh, the most total points in their game through week four in NFL history. So scored and scored against. Um, <laughs> it's a record. So uh, wow. I'm an Aaron Glenn believer personally. Um, I, I think on defense, personnel matters so, so much. Obviously, it matters on both sides of the ball. But their defensive line has just been missing so many guys since before the season even began. Their back-to-back second-round picks and interior defender Levi Luzerike and this year's second-round pick and Josh Pascal on the edge. Romeo Aquara, they're Big ticket. They, they give them a lot of money. Their edge rusher. He's also been on IR for the first four weeks. So I would let's see what happens when they get a couple guys back in the trenches. Uh, because yeah, they're just not good enough at any level of their defense uh, to be to, to really be missing that many players. But if it doesn't change and, and this continues at a certain point, yeah, I mean it's losing these games because you cannot stop anything. They're dead last in EPA per play allowed by a decent margin. Brad, I'm curious what you think about tonight's matchup. I was looking at a prop with Cooper Cup because he had kind of a dud game last week, 44 receiving, um, but he had 108 against the Falcons, 128 against the Bills. So he's shown that even against 
a really good defense, he can still get some yards. Um, last year um, in this matchup, he had 142 yards, 118 yards, 122. His prop for tonight is 93 and a half receiving yards or eight and a half receptions. Um, curious if you like either of those plays. You took me right where I wanted to go. Yeah, my, my play of the night, I don't really love a play on either side of the spread. Uh, I like the Cooper Cup over eight and a half receptions. I think it's probably be what, what, what I will be on. Traverius War, they will keep him on the outside. I think they'll move Cup around to avoid him. And outside of Ward, there are just not good corners on the San Francisco team. Obviously, they had a good defensive line against this Ram shaky offensive line matchup, but you might actually be able to argue that could help Cup even more with the receptions prop if Matt Stafford is getting the ball quickly, and you know he's looking for Cup early in his progression almost every single time. Brad, yesterday we watched the Green Bay Packers nearly lose that game to, to Bailey Zappi and the um, New England Patriots. Is, is it worry time for Green Bay? The wins are there, and the schedule is light, but it just doesn't look right for them. It, ha- it feels like it hasn't looked right the entire season. Even Rodgers said after the game yesterday they can't keep winning like this. Um, what kind of level of concern do you think the Packers should have right now? You know, it's the strangest thing. They've changed defensive coordinators. They've invested a ton of resources on the defensive line. Of course, using a first-round pick on uh, linebacker Quay Walker, and they're still bottom five in EPA per rush allowed. I mean, the Bears ran all over them. They got run over again yesterday when you knew the Patriots were going to run the football, obviously, with rookie fourth-rounder Bailey Zappi out of Western Kentucky, and you still had the ball kind of run down your throat. So, yeah, I mean, I think there is cause for concern when you're going into overtime at home against a third-string quarterback. It's probably not fair to say you shouldn't be concerned. Um, I don't know. That, that being said, I still like them uh, laying seven and a half points against the Giants in London next weekend. I think they will right the ship. It, but it, it's just, it's just to, to put so much time and effort into fixing one component of your football team and that's stopping the run and just still being inept at doing so, it's definitely cause for concern at a certain point. What do we do with the Chargers? No Bosa, no Slater, no Keenan Allen, and they they win. I don't know to, that we can say comfortably because they took that big lead and then they just they go conservative. They let the Texans right back into this game. What is your outlook for uh, for the Chargers this season? And uh, has it with all these injuries? Have uh, your expectations now changed? They have. It's too many big injuries. Something like Bosa could miss pretty much the entire regular season. It does, of course, help. They now have Khalil Mack instead. Um, I will say one thing, though, is that I thought tackle was their weakest position on the entire roster outside of Rashawn Slater, and that their failure to address depth there was going to be the biggest downfall of all these injuries. Got a shout-out. Rookie Jamari Salyer out of Georgia. Sixth-round pick. is currently our highest-graded pass protector of the entire week. I had 41 snaps, did not allow a single pressure, and that was with a couple reps against Jerry Hughes, a very capable veteran edge rusher for the Texans. So if he can keep playing that way, um, you know, was supposed to projected to be a guard at the next level in the NFL, but did play tackle in college, um, mostly left tackle, and looked the part yesterday. So that was massive, massive, massive for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, they went from a team that I thought was maybe going to win the division. I had a future on them winning that AFC West. So now, you know, I think they probably sneak in as a wild card. I still think they're the second-best team in that AFC West. But, you know, it's a brutal division and a brutal conference. So that that doesn't guarantee you a lot. 
Brad, what is your assessment of Geno Smith? Um, just shy of 200 yards passing the first couple weeks. And I'm like, okay, he's due for regression. This is Geno Smith. So I bet the under, I took a big L. He's had over, you know, just about 320 yards passing the last two weeks. Do you think this he can keep this up? It's crazy. He has a top five passing grade against the blitz in a clean pocket on play action and when you remove play action and screen. So really any way you want to splice down his throws. Yesterday he was 8 of 11 for 204 yards and a touchdown on 10-plus yard throws. So he's not just checking it down. He's not just taking the easy stuff. They converted 9 of 12 third down attempts yesterday, averaging about 9 yards per on those third downs. So He's been great. I mean, he has done a phenomenal job. The offensive line is not stellar either. Obviously, he does have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and some good weapons there. But I think until we see otherwise, we can trust him. You know, he just didn't get a shot and was waiting in the wings and got punched in the face by his teammate with the New York Jets, which obviously, you know, sours perception a little bit. But he has looked, even going back to the second half of last year, he's a solid NFL quarterback right now. Brad Spielberger joining us from Pro Football Focus. Brad, yesterday in Pittsburgh felt like a changing of the guard uh, moment, but maybe on both sides. Obviously, Kenny Pickett came in and took over the starting quarterback job in the second half for the Steelers, ran for a couple touchdowns. Uh, but the other side, Zach Wilson, who I've, I've, not, I've never really seen it with. I know there's arm talent there, but he's just been bad in the NFL. That was the best quarter he's played so far, bringing the Jets back. What do you make of that game, and what do you expect with those two quarterbacks now moving forward? Yeah, real slow start for Wilson, but like you said, 11 of 13 for 128 yards and a touchdown in that fourth quarter. The, the concern I still have is he, he has the slowest uh, average time to throw. It's now he's tied with Justin Fields, um, obviously different sample sizes, but 3.4 seconds is not going to win you a lot of football games, especially when they were playing their fifth left tackle this season, their first-round pick from last year who plays right guard and Elijah Vera Tucker kicked out to left tackle for 45 snaps yesterday. They're allowing the third worst pressure percentage in the NFL uh, in large part because of those injuries. So it's not a sustainable model for Wilson, but he did make a lot of big time throws in that fourth quarter. Looked good. As for Kenny Pickett, I mean, Hey, none of his passes hit the ground. He threw 13 balls. There were 10 completions to his teammates and three completions to the other team. Um, two of those were, were tips though. We actually had him with zero turnover worthy plays, yeah. even though he had three interceptions. Um, they were kind of fluky and not really his fault. I thought he looked good. I mean, he averaged 9.2 yards per attempt, which, again, tiny sample size. But first in the NFL right now with a quarterback with at least 10 attempts, Trubisky, out of 39 quarterbacks with at least 10 attempts, his 5.5 yards per attempt is 38. So was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, needed to get replaced, might as well do it. And I think the biggest thing is that he untapped George Pickens. Six catches for 102 yards yesterday, by far yeah. his best production of the season. I think you ride with Kenny Pickett and let those rookie mistakes happen nevertheless. Yeah, they've got a uh, brutal schedule coming up. But I, I was going to follow up with Offensive Rookie of the Year because you're right. It looked like a completely different offense. They're pushing it down the field. The air yards on a regular, I think half his passes, it was over 10. And we know they have a talented group of receivers and yeah, good point. The interceptions are not his fault. People are looking at three picks. Well, yeah, he's 10 for 13 with three interceptions. They were bouncing all over the place. I, I don't know that you can put that on him. Uh, but now that even though Tomlin didn't confirm it, we know you can't go back to Trubisky, especially with the way he reacted to the media. So you got Pickett week four on barring health. Is that, do you think that'll be good enough if they continue to push it down the field 
for him to be offensive rookie of the year. Plus 750 this morning is at the best value spot. Well, he'll certainly have the opportunity to throw the ball a lot because of game scripts these next four weeks, but at yeah. Buffalo Bills for his first start might be the worst-case scenario for, for his statistics, for the team winning the football game. You then get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, then at Miami, at Philadelphia. So, look, if they win any of those games, and if he's productive in any of those games, it probably helps his odds of winning offensive rookie of the year. Um, no, but I mean, all jokes aside, I think as great as these rookie receivers have been, if you can get a quarterback to come in and make a tangible, noticeable difference, win some football games, galvanize the team like he did on those fourth and short sneaks and that touchdown he had, I, I think it's certainly, you know, it's a narrative award. It's a, it's an award we want to give to quarterbacks. So certainly possible. But yeah, his first month is an absolute gauntlet. What's your assessment of what you saw from the Ravens? A heartbreaking loss, and now um, they host the Bengals division rival, um, three-point favorites at home to the Bengals this week. Yeah, you know, it's tough. I, you know, I understand the decision to go for it for John Harbaugh at the end of the game. Um, you know, the math says to do it. I, I think my one caveat would be the weather. I, I, of course, I know in Baltimore especially, their models are, are factoring in every single situation and every single variable. Um, if any team knows what they're doing, it's them. But, you know, it's just the defense is simply not good enough. They can't really consistently generate a pass rush on opposing quarterbacks. They obviously signed Jason Pierre-Paul to try and help with that. But I think he's a bit over the hill at this point. Um, I mean, Lamar's been great, third against the Blitz, fifth on play action, our highest-graded passer on intermediate throws, 10 to 19 yards downfield. So, you know, he's been good, but not great in the second half of these last two games. And, you know, it's a huge game against Cincinnati next week. I know they're laying three and a half, mm-hmm. which I, I think is probably too many points to be over that key number. Um, you know, I'm still a believer. I had them win the division. I had them over nine and a half wins. They are a good football team. Um, but there's just, you know, some holes there. And, and Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle, needs to get healthy and come back because, you know, their rookie Daniel Falele struggled yesterday. Honestly, he did better than I thought he would against Buffalo, um, but still struggled. They just, they got to get healthy on this roster. Brad, let's start the uh, the overreaction to this subject. That's going to be a big one, I think, in the NFL over the next week. Dak Prescott is due to come back soon. Jerry Jones keeps talking mm-hmm. about how he can practice soon. Cooper Rush hasn't lost yet. The Cowboys are playing well with him. Not that I think Cooper Rush is going to steal this job forever, but how would you play it if you were Dallas? Because I could see a scenario where Dak is ready, but kind of like Russell Wilson last year, where like, is he really 100% or is he just trying to get back on the field? Would you wait and would you kind of hit the pause button on Dak and say, you know what? Get to 100%. We can win games with Cooper Rush. Have about a minute here. Your thoughts on Rush and how the Cowboys should play this with Dak trying to come back? Yeah, it's not a quarterback controversy in any way, shape, or form, but I would be I would be cautious. I would take as long as possible. Cooper Rush has been good. Highest graded passer on play action. Um, you know, they're fourth in explosive receptions right now in the NFL, but it comes down to this defense. They are number two in pass rush win rate, number two in pressure percentage. They have a platoon of edge rushers on this team that all can get after the quarterback. So I would. I would keep Dak out as long as possible, let Michael Gallup get back up to speed. But, folks, he is significantly better than Cooper Rush, I promise. Um, but, hey, cheers to Cooper Rush on going 3-0 as a starter. Yeah, he's done a great job. He really has. And the Cowboys have won three straight without Dak. Brad, we always appreciate hopping on Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus. We'll talk to him again next week. You know that's the big thing. I, I can't wait for Jerry Jones to talk this week because you know he's going to bring – this is going to be a thing down there. Joe, I, I'm not sure if Dak plays this week, even if he practices. I'm not sure. I could see him practicing them slow play in a wow. week or so. 
the kid comes in, he goes three and zero. Why would you force yeah. a change? Take another week. It's okay. Right. We've extended that. You're still our guy. We've extended the season. We don't want to mess around. We've got a lot of a lot of games left. We want you 100. Percent. Let's let's start prepping for the game in a couple of weeks, and, and then we're just going to come out and just pummel them. I mean, that's the approach I would take. Yeah, and that game in a couple of weeks is is Cowboys at Eagles. They play the Rams in Week Five, the oh. Eagles in Week Six. That's the game yeah. for Dak Beautiful. Prescott. Joe, oh Joe, oh Joe, Jaron Hawks, Rebecca Well Daily on the other side. Let's talk Monday Night Football. Rams and Niners are picks, props, plays coming up next on the Beck All Network.